Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... And the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. And perhaps we sound a little bit different. We are... We're testing out new technology. We're not recording the same way we used to record. And the thing is, no matter... No matter what, it's got to be a little bit not as good. I mean, because you do production work when when the old way, and you won't have that opportunity. Yeah, of course, it's not like I was, not like I understood a lot of the equipment. So maybe, well, we'll see. Maybe that now that's being handled automatically, maybe it's better. Maybe it'll be better. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we don't run into problems because they're they're talking about high winds and stuff like that. Oh, really? Where you are? Yeah. Oh. And power outages. Duke's got all these warnings about power outages. Wow. Okay. Didn't know that. You know what else is going to be different? Every time I get up and go to the kitchen to get coffee while you're talking, <laughs> We're gonna, I have to take my headphones off. You'll know that I'm gone. Yeah, so I'll have to really keep talking. But I'll know when you come back, too, because I can see you. Yeah. That's the thing. You guys, we're not going to show the video on our shows, but we can but see we, each other. We're seeing the videos, and I guess it's recording them, but I don't think we'll ever put ourselves on video I don't know. We, it doesn't. Not like this, anyway. We want we want people to listen to our podcast, yeah. Instead of watching. Um, well, point is, we don't want to we don't want to offend anybody by our yeah. ugly countenances. Now, um, before we get to the topic, I don't I don't know if I should even say this or not, but we've been, you know, over the past year, we've been saying, hey, you know, maybe we should try a guest. And we had a couple people that we were probably going to bring on as a guest, and we just always backed out for whatever reason. But it looks like it is going to happen soon. We are going to have probably a guest soon, and it's going to be a pretty exciting one, Mm -hmm. especially for the way, for the kinds of things that we talk about. You know, when we talk about, yeah. say, the TLM, we don't just talk about what's happened since TNT started. We give you a good history of it. And uh, we're going to be doing that as well. So I do, I, that's all I'll say, is that look forward to it. So, uh, But today, actually, Danny doesn't even know what we're talking about yet. That's true. I don't. You, you threw a couple things out there. I said, eh, they both sound good. But uh, we, okay. we have not decided on a topic, so it's kind of up to you. And that means you're going to have to carry the ball. So, um, recently, there are people out there, especially teenagers, putting together lawsuits against doctors who have given them, you know, chopped off their genitals and put them on life-altering drugs that some of them will have to take for the rest of their lives and kind of destroyed their whole life. And they're suing them. And I just wonder 
how fair that is. I, I, I'd say it's definitely fair in a case where a doctor has someone under his care and that person trusts that doctor and the doctor pushes them into gender transition um, or genital mutilation, especially kids. But outside of that, how fair is it that people are suing doctors for doing something that they were hired to do? That they asked the doctor to do, paid the doctor to do. And in, I, especially when in some cases, like like in Canada, um, the doctor's not even allowed to discourage them from doing it. You know? I mean... Oh, so it's like... Under under the under the law, the doctor almost uh, almost has to do it. He doesn't. Yeah. I don't think they they have to do it. But yeah, so I, I mean, guess there's a few different situations to sort of dig into on that. Um, let's say I mean, and there are doctors who make legitimate livings. Um. I mean, let's say there's there's doctors who, who do plastic surgery and they're, let's say a woman has breast cancer and she has to chop them off and there's a doctor who touches that up and makes it look better. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what, I mean, that's a legitimate thing to do. There's yeah, nothing lot, wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, the, the, the plastic surgery game... Uh, has kind of a bad rap and and maybe deservedly so um, with some doctors, but a lot of cosmetic surgery is repair to you know whether it's because of a of a really bad accident that a person's been in, yeah. uh, burn victims, stuff like that, um, and and so yeah, there's there's a legitimate need for that kind of profession so and now there's boys coming in saying i want breasts and the doctor's got to make a decision well do i give this guy breasts and then he's going to think he's a girl (laughs) um but not just the breasts he he has to administer certain drugs and do all kinds of really weird nasty things it's a uh it's like, well, here's the thing. Let's okay. So, boy comes in and says, "I want breasts," and I don't know how old, you know, like, because girls, some girls are developing breasts at, at certainly yeah, an like age that we would say pre, yeah, pre pre majority, you know, while they're still minors, very much. Okay, so yeah. we're talking about kids. Okay, so so a boy, let's say he's thirteen or fourteen, and he decides. He wants to be a girl, so he comes to a doctor and says, "I want breasts," and he's got the money. Maybe he's got his parents' support. I don't know. It, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. Here's the thing that gets that I keep coming back to, and and I'm not going to provide an answer. I'm just going to provide another way of asking the question. Suppose the same kid came into his plastic surgeon doctor, and instead of saying, "I want a girl, give me breasts." He says, I'm not, I want a girl, I want to be a girl, give me breasts. He says, I want to be a lizard. Take my tongue and split it in two so I have a forked tongue. Which people have done. Well, I know people have done, yeah. but 
if a 13 or 14 year old boy comes and does that, even with his parents' approval, what, what, what would you expect a doctor to say in response to that? One of the questions here is, is being a doctor, is that a, uh, is that a calling or a profession? Does it come with some kind of standard of, uh, uh, I guess, higher ethic or commitment of principle? Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they used to have the, the, the Hippocratic Oath. I don't know that they still take that anymore, but, you know, the very first uh, precept of which is do no harm. Yeah. And these, pre- these uh, doctors are definitely doing harm. Um, and I think they're knowingly, in many cases, doing harm. Yeah, they. You're, if you're a doctor, you went through medical school. You you know the human anatomy. You know that a man can't be a woman. You have to know that. Yeah. There's. But uh, they're like keeping it a secret because they're afraid of what I don't know what happened. But uh, they're afraid of what's going to happen to them if they come out and say, "Hey, guys, this is ludicrous." You cannot be a woman. You're a man. Um, But, you know, it also raises other questions like, what about these doctors giving COVID vaccinations still? There are still doctors giving the jab. Even though though so many people are dying from it, should should they be liable for that? Should there be – you know, I, I know that in the United States, um, there, there's this, um, what's it called? The, uh, sort of indemnity, um, with in certain aspects of lawsuits that goes along with like FDA approval. I think especially like the emergency approval rules and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so that can sometimes become a political game. I, I forget exactly what what it was that that uh, kind of a little bit of a scandal that, um, that uh, you know for anybody who cared to pay attention to it. But there was something like under the emergency use rules, the companies were protected from lawsuits for the drugs, like Pfizer with the jab. Yeah. But if if they moved beyond emergency use and got the full FDA approval for you know as as a, under non-emergency protocols, now they become liable if there are effects that are discovered after it's out in the market and that kind of thing. So there was yeah. like this push to keep it keep it going under emergency, and they did that by pushing for. FDA emergency use protocols for wider and wider ranges of people. That's why they staged it out. Okay, emergency use approval for people in this age range. Now let's lower the age range a little bit. Now let's lower it again a little bit. It was a way of extending that period during which they wouldn't be liable uh, for for harm that they're causing people. Yeah, and a lot of them knowingly. Yeah. Yeah, because but, they knew, they know they know what it's doing, especially now that it's gotten out there and and everybody's seeing it. And we've gotten into a point where it's like these aren't even doctors; these are administrators, and they know it's bad, and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. 
and now doctors are compliant in this. These doctors have to know what's going on, and they're doing it. But even before that, when when COVID first started, and the doctors are being told, if your patient has COVID and he dies, you'll get $20,000. So it's like, oh, well, this guy came in from a motorcycle accident, but I think he has COVID, so... If he doesn't, we'll make sure he has COVID before he dies. Or even cases where it's like, well, uh, this guy has COVID, but he's not dying, so I'll put him on a ventilator. And Mm -hmm. his chances of survival just shrink to almost nothing. That happened. A lot of doctors are guilty of murder right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these people are going to hell. Yeah. but it's not like the doctors were doing anything different than uh, everyone else was. All the administrators were doing it. Um, you know, the hospital staff. So people in the government who were getting paid. Everybody was. Why is the doctor different? And why should the doctor be upheld to something different? Well, you know, that that's actually a good question. And, you know, maybe... If maybe if we said, who cares why? Yeah, the the doctor is like that's that's the last call it the last line of defense. That's the that's where rubber meets road. That's where needle meets patient, so to speak. I mean, I know with the jab, they they you know they just they cattle line you and 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 it's yeah. not a doctor that's giving you the jab anyway. But in a lot of these treatment decisions, um, and especially you know going back to like the the, the, the hydrochloroquine and gender stuff like that. Surgery, yeah, the decisions not to use known life-saving drugs to treat people and stuff like that. Um, the doctor is is the last line of defense with the patient. They are the one who can make that final decision and say, you know what, this is what's good for my patients. So maybe if we allowed these lawsuits to go and said, yeah, doctors, you're the ones who are going to be liable, who cares whether your administrator said – Whatever. Who cares whether you thought you might be fired from the hospital? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Put the fear of that in the doctors, and now they're pushing back on administrators and saying, you know what, we can't do this. This is not good for our patients. And that's where doctors need to be. That could be, but I don't think, uh, for that reason, I don't think it'll ever happen as far as things, especially with What do you mean for that reason? Because administrators like the power and they know the power that they have and mm. for the most part they're able to use that power just with money but if if suddenly their doctors start saying no because their doctors are scared of getting sued mm-hmm. I I mean that yeah that would be a good thing but I don't think uh I don't, I don't think it'll end up happening. Yeah. I don't think doctors are going to get sued, or if they are, I don't think they'll lose. Uh, I don't know. I can only... I don't know what it's like being a doctor. And I, I, I know it's not the same, but I compare it to my own line of work, and that's with fixing things instead of people. Um... The thing is, you there are 
there's different kinds of technicians out there. And when you when you work in a company, you quickly see who is who and what kind of person is what kind of person. And there are there are technicians who are just employees. Mm-hmm. They're X number of dollars per hour. They do whatever the company tells them to do, period. And, you know, some of them are good technicians, but they don't. It's not like they care. There's nothing to care about. They're just bringing home a paycheck. There are technicians out there who see it as their job to, say, make this machine run better. Mm -hmm. That's their job. And they don't see it any other way. And so it's a big deal to them to do something that's not going to make it run better. So if they're told, hey, just get this fixed in order to get the... the, uh, Like bypass a safety measure. Bypass so a safety or put a fix in that you know the, the client's going to be calling back in uh, three months when you could fix it so that it's, you know, good until next year's checkup or whatever it is they have. Yeah. I don't know if, you know, machines have checkups like, like humans do, but. Yeah, they would. Well, I'm not going to do they that. They would want to say, no, okay, I, we, we got to fix it right. Right. And then some of them, like. Like me, for instance, you know, I've been asked, hey, do this. And I'm like, well, that's not really the right thing to do. And a lot of times, you know, the customer's the one standing there paying me. And and I'll say, I'll finally say, look, if I do this, these are the possible consequences. You got 80% chance of it not working at all. Mm-hmm. You got, uh, you got 90% chance of it not working next week. And so on. And just, I will do it unless there's like a serious safety issue where someone can get hurt. Yeah. Um, Which does happen here and there in in my line of work. But, um, yeah, I'll I'll lay it on the line and usually kind of like as I, they'll say something like, uh, you know, do it anyway. This is what we want you to do. And I'll kind of grumble about it and be angry about it obviously and all right i'm doing it all right you understand though all right i'm doing it and um but there are some guys who just wouldn't do it Mm -hmm. and i mean because some people no matter what your industry you're in uh you want it to be a calling what do they call it like a messiah complex almost or something like yeah that. Mm-hmm. and i know like some technicians who even no matter how good it is for the machine will not do anything that the engineer didn't originally design it to do oh and you know like right you know well let's well, let's use this roller instead of this one it works better and they're like mm-hmm. no 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 the engineers made it this way. This is how it has to be. But you find all kinds of weird ethics mm-hmm. in the land of technicians, and they all do things a little bit different. And there are good technicians, and there are really crappy ones. But um, I imagine the same thing the kind same of thing happens with doctors. With doctors. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some doctors are just doing what the company told them to do. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure that happens. And yeah, I get because what they do can ruin or save a life so easily. There's got to be some kind of bigger expectation for them to care more about the end result of their actions. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because um, because it has to do with human life, medical is tied up not only in the question of medical care and that kind of decision-making, doctors and administrators and that, you know, in, in hospitals and, and so on and so forth. Um, but um, it has achieved this um, overlay of politics that, that that's yeah. bound up in the insurance end of the industry that is unfortunately very connected to the medical end of the industry. And so in the field of medicine, you have a lot of, um, you have a lot of, of, I guess the, the kind of power that, that people can, can be power hungry for, um, that, uh, maybe you don't have so much in, in the say technician world. I mean, even, even like, like if you compare it to say automotive, okay, you, yeah, there, there's there are a lot of automotive regulations, more than there should be, way more than there should be, um, that have to do with building cars. But once the cars are sold and they're out there and they're being driven by people and then they get second and third sales, and, you know, people resell them and that kind of stuff, a car is right. a car. It's just a machine. Now, here's the thing. You've got a lot of political ink spilled over things like making sure everybody has access to healthcare and all of this basically pours into the healthcare industry, the health insurance industry as money, as, as political kickbacks, as lobby efforts and all of that kind of stuff. You don't have very much political ink spilled over the question of how are we going to make sure poor people have access to car care? Right. For example. And so I think that that um, it it hits it from both ends. The the very thing that makes us say, okay, maybe doctors ought to be held to a, a different kind of expectation, even though a lot of the both psychological and and uh, say em, employership dynamics may be the same. And, yeah, you know, as like the technicians and stuff like that. At the same time, you've got this pressure being brought onto doctors because of the fact that within that industry, there's a lot more opportunity for real, you know, what you want to maybe call power mongering. That that within the medical industry, there's room for levels of ambition that would just not make sense in the technician industry. Right. I mean, you know, I, I'm thinking like like people like Fauci and and yeah. that kind of thing, Donna Shalala and, and others. You know, well, I think uh, one of the solutions is to have those people answerable. That uh, could be. I, how do you do that? Church. I mean, there's so many different layers removed. I mean, 
the insurance companies have destroyed the medical industry. Mm -hmm. And if, if they were held answerable, I, I think that would change things faster than the doctors changing things. Yeah, but that is tough because there's, there's so many, um, layers of complicated. Yeah. You know, the, and it's like the, the, the whole, medical insurance industry is and they have boards predicated persons well it's not just boards making decisions the whole thing is predicated on on contracts mm-hmm. they you know like like a, a a company um whether it's blue cross blue shield or Aetna or humana or whatever they go out and, and they have these networks of doctors that that they try to solicit the doctors into but they come up with the you know being part of the network so that you get the patients also means that you have to agree to this is the list of prices you get for certain kinds of procedures and these are the protocols for making the decisions to use this kind of treatment or another kind of treatment or whatever yeah well of course we do have drug companies now getting sued because of all the the opioid an opiate uh, mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, addictions. Um, I would say that's actually a good thing, but I don't know. I mean, really, how much of that really goes to the people who the victims? Probably none of it. Well, yeah, not it goes to lawyers, and I don't even know who it goes to. They talk about. Uh, you know, these companies having to pay X billion dollars, but it's like, okay, but pay to who? Yeah. It, it what, goes in, Well, I think a lot of them are run as class action. And lawyers yeah. lawyers love class action because you get when you get enough people for a class action, you, you've got, like, a huge number of people. Um, and because of that, you can go after, you know, whatever company it is for an enormous amount of money. Well, the the legal team that led the lawsuit takes off whatever it is off the top. Might be yeah. 20%, 30%, 50%, I don't know. And then what's left has to be distributed to all the different people who fell into the class of that class action. There were a few things that, that I was in, you know, myself, it's like, you know, you get these notices in the mail. Hey, if you, if if you subscribe to this service during these dates, you know, if you had AT&T between, you know, 2007 and 2012, you may be eligible for this class action, blah, blah, blah. And you end up getting, Oh yeah, it was my check for $4 and 63 cents. That's how it ends up. And so what it, what it is, is that the, and, and and often it's not even a judgment; it's a settlement. So the company ends up settling with the uh, the lawsuit, saying, "Okay, I'll tell you what, we'll just pay out this amount of money to make you go away. We don't have to go to court. We don't have to argue the points. We're not going to admit guilt of of you know whatever. It's it's basically just paying you to quit being a pest." The problem is that <clears throat> once they do that, a lot of times the way these suits are set up it it releases them you know like oh, we've so, already we yeah. paid for our crime and it's if, like 
Well, well you made five trillion dollars and you paid out five billion. Yeah. So what? All the rich people who've made money on that are still rich from it. Well, and all the people, all the victims haven't gotten squat. No, they haven't. And and to the extent that the money is a meaningful amount, it's almost entirely putative and not um, not not um, restitutive. Yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't it's not enough to to restore what was lost by anybody. It's, right. But even even if it's enough to punish the company, it doesn't really help the victims. But but the other thing is is this, and this is maybe what what people aren't uh, aware of all the time. Um, so these class action lawsuits, if you are a class member, or if you qualify to be a class member, um, you can opt out of the class. And what that does is it preserves your right as an individual to bring suit for the same matter. Well, the problem is you've got to go find yourself a lawyer who's going to represent you in the suit. You've got to either pay him or, you know, if he works on a contingency, he's going to say, wait a minute, you you opted out of a class on a class action? There's no way that we're going to end up winning this. And so, you know, it. but it is a thing that that usually, at least in order to join the class, you have to surrender your right individually to bring a lawsuit under the same um, for, for the same action or for the same cause. Right. It's I don't know. It, it just it seems like a mess out there, and I think the whole medical industry is kind of in shambles at this point. And I think COVID proved it. Yeah, and I. <sighs> Yeah, so many people die. You got. I think. I think there's more people dying from the jab than yeah. died from COVID, or at least the rate of people dying from the jab is approaching the rate of people at the peak who died from COVID itself. And on top of that, there were a lot of people who died from the COVID uh, restrictions more than the COVID itself. Yeah, put on us by the governors. I don't, you've got, you know, what stinks is that, um, I don't, uh, I'm not going to have as much editing control here. So people are going to realize how much I sniff because my nose <laughs> is always stuffed up, but you, you do get an audio file eventually. Yeah, right? I can do it. I so just, I have no way to mark it. Oh wait, you can though. Don't you have a little marker? There's a mark marker. Um, clip Can't created shoot. for marker at mark clip yeah. mark clip here. Okay, you can't type clip. in like you were used to on Audacity. Yeah, but I'll but mark you can it. at least can mark, mark them and then you can see. Yeah. Okay, why did I mark that? Yeah, I can do that. Um, you know, I would I think about this a lot, and I I think I have a solution. Not that we could ever pull off. Okay, but, but I think there is a solution to this. If if there were a group of rich people who suddenly just had a had, had had a conversion and thought this is this is terrible, we need to change this. Okay. If there were a group of rich people who thought that, and a group of doctors who would be willing to put uh, put it all on the line. Okay. And I think this would also. I mean, you know. Tim Gordon wrote that book, Don't Go to College. Mm-hmm. He's literally in college. I know. Right now. I know. Tony, 
but and and he doesn't really offer any kind of solution. I think this is there is a solution to this. What if a group of investors and a group of doctors got together and said, "We're going to start a clinic where poor people can go, or rich people, mm-hmm. and get care for." whatever we decide to charge, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to have insurance and um, we're not going to pay all that other stuff. We're not even going to worry about licenses. Oh, right, right, right. Our nurses are going to be women who, who, what what nursing used to be Mm -hmm. women who are taking care of sick people. That's the nurse. The doctor's, uh, has more training and knows what to give sick people, and those will be doctors. And if a guy has does reasonably well in school and wants to become one of our doctors, he doesn't go to college. He comes to us, and we train him on the job training, and he so learns how to be a doctor. The rich people, the role of the rich people in here is going to be paying the legal fees of the people who are uh, prosecuted slash persecuted by the states under the guise of, oh, you're practicing medicine without a license. Right. And therefore we have to punish you. Um, And yeah, that, that would work because um, communities would become dependent on these people. mm -hmm. They would rally behind them. Yeah. And, they would get doctors who, you know, if I wanted to be a doctor, I have no chance to become a doctor. I can't go to school to be, be a doctor. Yeah. I don't have money. But if I went there and they are like, oh, yeah, we'll teach you how to be a doctor. Or you work through this program that they set up. Mm-hmm. And if you're smart enough, you do it. And then in the end, I know just as much. I mean, you went to school to be a electrical engineer. I think, uh, I, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but it was it was quite a long time after you got out of school. You were a software engineer. Mm-hmm. And I asked you, I said, does anything you're doing at your job right now have anything to do with what you went for school for? And you said, no. Yeah. No, at that time it didn't. Which tells me you don't need a, you don't need a degree to be a software engineer. No. no, you don't. And a lot of other engineers. You just need to be trained because usually the crap you learned in school has nothing to do with your job. Even if you are becoming a doctor. Well, I guess you got to learn, you know, like the names of the bones and the very medicines. But you could learn that on the job. Mm-hmm. You would learn it on the job if you're under someone's tutelage. You know? Yeah, yeah. That would that would solve this problem. That's a thought. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think, yeah, no, I don't think anybody's going to be willing to do it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> but if we had, like, I mean, America's so full of cowards now. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think there's anyone brave enough to do it. But even if there were, um, it just wouldn't happen. There was a time in America when everybody in America would have thought that, it, you know, that that if, if you proposed today's modern system of of state licensure for any profession. Yeah. They would have thought, you know, you were just a, a tyrant. 
Yeah. And, and you know, they would have said, no way. We're, they we're, we wouldn't it. go for that. Nobody would go for it. Now you got to get a license to, you know, to do it. Kathy does, for example. Yeah. Which is one of the most ridiculous things. you got to comb hair. Li- license the... to comb and cut hair. What's that? That's, you know. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Hey, Sam. Yeah? Come here. Not, I don't have that skills. They can't want me for that much for anything of substance. Silver up with coffee for me. I, <laughs> we're recording a different way. I can't get up and walk away now. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Sam's them in there. I don't have that many skills. They can't want me for something that. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, but I, you know, again, we're returning to the question: Should doctors be held liable for these? sex change operations, I kind of think they should be. But I don't think they should be the only ones liable. I think they should be, and I think that it should be like... Um, is that... Make sure the coffee pot's on. Uh, it's not been on hot. Cold. Mm. It's hot, just oh, the okay. outside of the cup was cold. I think they should be, and yeah, you're right. I, I think they shouldn't be the only ones, but... Again, uh, it's like I said, they're they're they are sort of the last line. They are the last line of defense and it's like for the patient. If not them, who is the last line? Yeah, exactly. Who says no, you can't do this? So I you know, I think the doctors you. and then the uh the policymakers of the institutions where the doctors work, whether they're hospitals or clinics or whatever. So you're talking about the administrator, the the boards who run them. They, as individuals on those boards, ought to be liable uh, for Especially in these cases where they voted on, are we going to do this as a company? Yeah, exactly. That's 12 of them said yes and five of them said no. That 12 ought to be held liable. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, if the lawsuits start reaching to that and and it becomes a matter, you know, because I'm sure that a lot of those board decisions and votes and that kind of stuff, um, to the extent that they're publicly held company, you know, like, like publicly traded shares yeah. as corporations or something, yeah, those board decisions are probably um, not entirely private and secret. A shareholder could probably get, you know, board votes right. and that kind of stuff. But the ones that aren't and the ones that are completely privately held or say nonprofit run by a nonprofit board, those those might even be like, okay, we make a decision as a board, but then how that went out, you know, fell out in terms of votes, that's secret and and not uh, revealed. Well okay. you start, so you sue all the board members yeah. And then if they ever start seeing that, okay, wait a minute, this is a real thing, then they'll start talking, well, I'm it against this. And you, you'll start seeing how things really go. And what if the lawsuits could travel upwards? Mm-hmm. Like I sue my doctor because he wouldn't give me hydrochloroquine. And if the doctor could somehow pass that on to the person who said, you can't give him hydrochloroquine. Oh, and he like- said... Okay, so now six people have sued me so far. In order to pay for that money, I'm suing 
the guy mm-hmm. who wouldn't let me do it. That's a that, that's a, a a form of lawsuit that I think it requires a new uh, a new name, probably some Latin name to describe. It's like it's like yeah. tort transference uh, or something like. Yeah, that, that. sounds like that's, a good idea. <laughs> that that would be a really good idea. Like, okay, we're going to sue you. That'd be great because you're the you're the guy in front of me. You're the target. Uh, if you think that there's some uh, some way that that your liability is diminished be- because of pressure from up upstream, well, it's up to you to go ahead and uh, transfer that. Yeah, with your own lawsuit, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. That'd be the way to do it. You could just go right on up to the president. Yeah. Now, of course, as soon as a doctor entered into a suit like that. He would never work at that institution again. Yeah, well, maybe so he should. You know, but yeah, that that's that's the thing. It's like, okay, this is this is my chance to get out of this. Hmm. We've been we've been on for forty minutes. That's Sam, we went does. through a lot of information really fast, or a lot of ideas really fast, <laughs> faster yeah. than I thought we would, but. Um, I guess that that's all I, I wanted to just point out that you can't just say, all right, these doctors shouldn't have done this, so they are automatically liable. Or at least the only ones and, liable. Yeah. Yeah, okay, there's, they're there's, liable. There's but there's whole, four people liable. Mm-hmm. There's a whole e- ecosystem. I'll tell you what, these parents who are giving the okay are <laughs> I, too. I didn't want to bring that up because that's a whole other discussion, but I almost yeah. feel like the parents ought to be liable to lawsuits once their kids are old enough to realize what, what they let them do. I mean, it's like, yeah. It's uh, like, well, you let me have cookies every day for supper and now I'm a fat pig or a diabetic uh, or, but, uh, or worse. I mean, you know, you let me, you know, uh, cross the street with traffic and <sighs> touch hot stoves. <laughs> I would learn not to do that myself, even if my parents did not let me. Yeah, but, most people would. But you know, it's 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 like, uh, I mean, you know, take take an ex, an extreme case, okay? Uh, parents, uh, I don't know, let, letting kids, encouraging kids to uh, sit down with them and 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 uh, like watch porn or something, you know, from, yeah. from from the time they're six or whatever. Okay, by the time those kids are adults. That's child abuse. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not going to be capable of relationships. Well, okay, yeah. is you know, the, the, there's some serious, you know, those parents seriously owe something for messing up those kids like that. I think the same thing with this this gender stuff that's going on. Now, I don't, I don't, yeah, know, how, I don't know how often it is that parents are like really supportive versus parents are. I, I, you know, how often is it maybe that parents some are, of them like, are they, being bullied? Yeah, it's like okay, they they sense that there's something off about it. They don't really agree with it, but uh, they also know that within their circle of friends, if they objected to it, you know, everybody would would ostracize them and and condemn them and and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, but like you said, that's the last line of defense for a kid. Yeah, well, and that's true. It, that's true. You know? As as a parent, it's like okay, if, if you if, if you're not putting yourself out there, 
for your kid, then why you are you here as a parent? Yeah. Give your kid to somebody else. Uh, I mean, I've got a whole list here of stories having to do with trans trannies. Um, most of these came from LifeSide News, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, left-wing mother stops transitioning her two young sons. She had two sons, both of them transitioning. And I guess she she made a little video about her and realized that she was in a cult. Ah. Which fits. That does you know? fit. Yeah. It is a cult. Yeah. And I think, if I understand it right, the kids thanked her. For, oh. Mm-hmm. For setting things straight. And backing uh, out of it. We got two confused teens... Uh, committed suicide after receiving trans hormones from researchers. Mm-hmm. Um, the New England Journal of Medicine looked at 315 gender-confused teens who were giving uh, gender-affirming hormones. What Why would they call them gender-affirming hormones? <laughs> That they, sounds like gender. It's the exact they opposite. Mean gender confusing hormones. He's a boy yeah. who's giving giving him girl hormones. Three hundred fifteen teenagers. Man. Where do you find three hundred fifteen teenagers who think they're boys when they're girls? Well, you know, I, I don't know. That's a lot. But you you know That's how terrible. how our sister Kathy is very gregarious, um, knows a lot of people, and yeah, um, and I was talking to her, and she brought up people that. I knew, you know, as a kid growing up, that are kind of going down that path. Um, so she knows some of these people directly. And she said every mm. single one of them that's going down that path, that a, a precursor to that is extreme depression. And it's like, yeah. in so many people, this is just something that, that some doctor, like, takes advantage of them and says, oh, this is going to be the answer to your depression. Yeah, I think that I think that's happening. Um, South Dakota passes a ban on gender transitions for minors. So does West Virginia, as well as surgeries and drugs. Um, have you? Okay, in Idaho, they passed a bill protecting kids from mm-hmm. uh, trans mutilation. And the satanic church there did some kind of gender-affirming ritual to protest the bill. I, how can people That's not so see? Unless everybody is a, is a Satanist. I, I mean, think. how can people see this line and, and see this side of it and not see... That it's oh, just wow. plain evil. Yeah. This is terrible. It's just plain evil. This is this is what Satan desired. This is what the hater of mankind desires. Did you hear about the Grammy Awards? Uh-uh. There was I don't even know who Sam Smith is. When when is when, this when was the last the Grammy last Awards? Week. Okay. They had a Grammy Awards last week. See, yeah, that's the first and, point of news for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I only know it because uh, a couple different podcasts had talked about it. They they did this show with the Grammy. Someone named Sam Smith, and I think for the first time a tranny got a Grammy. Oh, and that was so that Sam was Smith. part of it. 
But so it's they like did this Samantha big, and now Samuel, or Samuel and now Samantha. No, I don't think he's even. I don't. This is something different. Oh, okay. As part of the show in the Grammys, this guy did this big. It was like a satanic thing. Oh, I mean, okay. Everybody's dressed up as devils. They had flames and uh, kind of just thumbing their nose at the Christians. And it's like, how can anyone still be a part of that or want to be a part of that society? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. And it's like, how can anyone call them themselves a Christian and not immediately shut that stuff off and say, I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was, um, it was sponsored by Pfizer. Oh, of course. At the end of this big thing, the the uh, announcement says sponsored by Pfizer. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, it just ties it all in so neatly with a bow. Finland passed a law that would let people change their gender once per year. Why? I don't. Why what? once per year? Why not once per month? Yeah, why, or once per why day? Not every day. Well, <laughs> what, what difference? Why the year? Maybe, maybe uh, the uh, maybe the the uh, it goes along with some kind of law that requires everybody else to. Uh, Address you correctly according to your chosen, and so there's. Oh like, yeah, because it would confuse everyone. Yeah, we got to keep people from getting. You know, <laughs> give them like, is there like a two week grace? So, so the yeah. the gender open enrollment period starts. <laughs> You've got one <laughs> week to learn my gender, and by okay, everybody, you have you have from from September fifteenth to the end of September. On October first, everybody's gender you're you're set. And by October 15th, everybody else has to be on board calling you the right thing. <laughs> yeah. They they could simplify it just by having everybody wear a big sign on their chest that says he or she or it. Or it. Or, 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 yeah, or that's, uh, <laughs> you know, coffee cup, whatever. <laughs> um, and there's a, I guess there was a study here. 44% of Canadian gender-confused prisoners are in jail for sex crimes. Well, you would expect that, but what on earth? What? Why? We have prisoners. You're in jail. Your purpose is to be in jail, and right now you're serving a sentence for doing a bad thing. What? Yeah, but wouldn't you rather be in a woman's jail than a men's jail? Well, no, my point is why would we as a society give you any freedom in that regards whatsoever? Right. You know, you, you have a, a penis when you come to jail, you go in the men's section. You have a vagina, you go in the women's section, and that's where you stay till you're done with jail. If you want to get any any of this right. gender confusion stuff, do it after you've paid your debt to society, get out of jail, and then you can go back to, to doing that stuff. It's insane. I don't know. I just it it's so it's so clown worldish. Yeah. And I, the doctors can't be the only ones liable here. But I don't know who else could be liable. What if we could sue your governor? For, yeah. Or, or, or state legislators well, or something like that. I think we should sue them for the 
COVID, COVID Definitely sue the governors for the COVID thing. I think People all the governors all need all to that be. Out. I mean, there's a few states yeah. like South Dakota that, you know, that were actually pretty good. Yeah. But they resisted it. Well, um, I don't know. I don't have much more to say on the subject. I just thought, you know, it, it's not a clear-cut case. And I thought, I haven't heard anyone really talk about whether or not this should be possible. Mm-hmm. Or if it should stop there, or if we should maybe take it further. Yeah, I think I think so. that. I mean, my opinion is yes, it should definitely be possible, and no, it shouldn't stop there. But I don't know how to make it not stop there. I don't know how to yeah how to make it possible to go where it needs to go. Right. And maybe it won't. I mean, if if people are like like you said with the Grammys, if if people are okay with. You know, satanic stuff. Yeah, if they're okay with this, then why do they care? Maybe as a society, excuse me, maybe as a society, it's like, okay. We're kind of done It's lost. We're wrapped up. Right. We we need to go Uh, back to... We're Sodom and Gomorrah. Being, well, or, you know, we we need to go back to being Christians in the, uh, you know, like, like... In the Most apostolic age, yeah, the, yeah, the, the pre-patristic, <clears throat> the age of martyrs. I think we're headed that direction, anyway. Um, after seeing, you know, I didn't actually see the show. I just hear people talk about mm-hmm. it, and if it's as bad as what they're saying, I don't. I mean. Everybody's cheering for it. Everybody loves it. Wow. What else can you say? I, know. That's, I mean, yes. that's that's it. That's all of it. And we've got a Pope encouraging it. Yeah. I mean, pretty soon they're going to be like, drag a kid up to the stage, stick a knife in him right there in front of everybody and, and drink his blood and everybody will cheer. Everybody not, cheers not, for it. Not, a, a, not you know, some... Uh, you know, Alice Cooper stage gimmick thing, but a real event. Right. And people will cheer it. That's where that's where we are headed. Yeah. Sad. All right. Well, you want to talk about news? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about. You know what? Oh, crap. I, I was Wait, testing this out. You want to step away and get coffee and stuff like that? No, it's not that. It's like no, it's just. We're, I'm not going to have any nonsense today because I was I was testing out I was like completely in I'm testing out mode and I yeah, loaded okay. Chrome and clicked on the link and there you were so we got started. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So let's see. We'll start with you know what? Let's talk about the Chinese balloon for a minute. It's so dumb. Because mm-hmm. um, last week when we were getting ready to record, Buddy or somebody came over and I, I said, yeah, I'm going to be recording in a few minutes. He's like, you're going to talk about the balloon? I said, what balloon? What balloon? <laughs> he said, the Chinese balloon. What Chinese balloon? There's a Chinese balloon floating across the U.S. It's like a spy and, balloon though, right? Doesn't it have like some... Yeah, it was stuff? a spy balloon. I mean, and everybody knew it was a spy balloon, but nobody was shooting it down. I said, "That's so stupid." <laughs> it is. 
the whole idea of it. it China's got, and it's not like we have a spy in every teenage girl's pocket. Yeah, it, and hers, and we're worried about a balloon. a balloon. Right? It's like, come it's on. So <laughs> Not that they should. I think it's symbolic, though. Shoot it down, but it's like, why are we? I I just the whole yeah. I don't believe any of it. There's something different different going on. Yeah, because it's 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 not even like you need to spend an expensive (laughs) missile or something. Just just go have have somebody, you know, with a a, 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 you know. They said it was too far away to hit with a rifle. So like no, even my thirty odd six, I wouldn't be able to get it. Well, I know, much. but you, I'm thinking you have somebody with with one of those open seat, uh, um, crop duster style planes. Oh yeah, and and Just and a couple of guys go up, and, and one of them has a rifle, and <laughs> yeah, you can hit it from there. Yeah, piece of cake. But nobody did that, mm-hmm. and so everybody kept reporting it. It's over Montana now. It's over Idaho. It's like it was, now it's over. I, the, but you know, I think it I, finally got over the ocean, and I think Joe Biden finally shot it down. Yeah, in the but meantime, then, it's streamed all of its information back to China already. Whatever it, it if the thing is, I don't think it had anything. I think it was a call it a trial balloon. Um, I think or I think it was done. So that China could see how much we'd put up with as a country. Maybe. Now they see. Oh, yeah. We or can, we can put stuff over the United States. They don't care. I think that's what it was about. Or it was something done by the American government just to make us talk about it. Because... But they wouldn't have done China. They would have done Russia because they want everybody to be anti-Russian. Yeah, that... That... And they don't want everybody to be anti-Chinese right now, at least the, the, the leftist American government. But this is right as the Pfizer videos are coming out of these this Pfizer executive admitting that they developed the COVID, uh, admitted that they are developing the COVID virus in order to make a stronger one that they can then make the... Uh, the vaccine? Vaccine for oh, so this was a uh, who do you call them guys? They they get all the secret videos. Oh, Wiki. Uh, no, uh, not WikiLeaks. Um, um, why can't I? Oh, think of the their people name? who did the Planned Parenthood ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those guys. Uh, okay. Why can't I think of their name? I can't either, but I know I like them. Yeah, they, they do they all do kinds good of stuff. stuff. Yeah. And it, well, the thing is, like usually, I didn't know this, but a lot of their videos, they get, they use a uh, a girl to get a guy bragging, and oh, then he brags. Yes, yes, and, yes of course. <laughs> and this time, uh, the guy they wanted the the mark mm-hmm. was gay, so they had a gay guy getting this guy to uh-huh. talk about what they were doing with the uh, at Pfizer. <laughs> That's sad. It is. (laughs) (laughs) I can see a guy trying to look big to a girl and, you know, bragging about some of the stuff he's done, illegal stuff, but here's a gay guy trying to get another gay guy and he's bragging about uh, changing the virus. It's going to kill me if I don't think. Veritas. Veritas, yeah, okay. 
Um, anyway, so it was right around this time that the Chinese balloon pops up. Mm-hmm. Veritas is coming out with these videos, and then the Chinese balloon comes up. Right. So it's okay. Like, so know, it's a way of distracting. Distraction. Yeah, I see. Um, let's see. Federal police arrest the military police officer in charge of security during the January 8th attack against the Brazilian Congress. It wasn't really an attack. It was a it was that it was a yeah. protest. Mm-hmm. It was the it was America. It was Brazil's uh, January sixth right protest. Yeah, and so only a lot more people are being uh, politically jailed over this one. I don't. I, I hope it works out. It's sad that the Brazilian Brazilian military didn't stand up and, and fight this. Because at, at one time, yeah. when I had questions, you know, during the election, when it was obvious that they were stealing the election, my only thought was, the only way we come out of this is if, unbeknownst to us and his enemies, Trump really did somehow gain control of the military. Oh, that is the only way we get through this. Yeah, and when he didn't, it's, when they started talking about the January sixth, uh, right? You know, riots at the White. I thought, okay, he he blew it, right? Because if if it were really going to happen, then it would be the military storming the Capitol, not a bunch of citizens that, that's who are going to get hanged. That's what a a uh, attempted. What are they calling it? A, 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 temp- a coup. coup would look like, not right. not what went on, right? And even a righteous one would need the military. That's yeah. what you need. And he didn't do that, and he blew it. I don't. The country would have been behind him if he hadn't, but he didn't get the military under control. Oh well. Uh, eight people are killed by a winter storm in Texas. So it seems like every year they have a bigger winter storm in Texas that kills people and ices everything. And it's always the same cities who get shut down. Uh, apparently what they don't, you know how like you go through any city and there are trees growing above the power lines and you cut those trees so that those branches fall on the power line. Mm -hmm. They didn't do that for a long time in Texas because they didn't have ice storms. But Uh-oh. I don't think they'd have wind storms. Yeah, blow the trees down anyway. Anyway, it's those cities who are not Able cutting get, down yeah. limbs that are suddenly finding themselves without power because of a winter storm. I don't believe it. I think that's a, I think that's um, a made up news story. Do you? Yeah, because everybody knows that we've got global warming going on, and there's no way they're having ice storms in Texas. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, did you hear about E3, the Stone Age comet? No. <coughs> All right, I'm going to mark, and I'm going to go fill up my cup. Of coffee go for it. So I need. I didn't hear. What I you said, just yeah, said, we shouldn't so. do videos. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty yucky in a video. <laughs> I wouldn't do that in a video. I know. 
If we were going to do video, I would probably, I'd probably use one of those filters to give me a, mm. a like a green screen, a blurred screen background. Type oh yeah, yeah, or yeah, pick something different. And then I would dress properly. Um, I don't know, but I don't think we're going to do that anyway. I like the idea better of live streaming while we play a, some kind of video game, but it needs to be a game that we can talk through. Yeah. BT6 is what the kids are all uh, saying. Suggesting what's, BT, what's BT? It's a tower defense game. So you have a tower and something is sneaking. In this case, it's balloons. And you have these little monkeys and you set them to pop the balloons as they're coming to get toward your tower. But is okay, that just sounds that's like Space Invaders reimagined. Kinda. But that's kind not. Of. But they go through a, a, a maze type of system, and you you could. But you don't control the monkeys. You just put them here, and the monkey will automatically throw, say, one dart per second. And then you got another monkey that throws a different kind of dart. And it, it's actually it's a strategic game, oh. and it's actually pretty fun. And if I play it too much, I will not do any work. Okay. So. <laughs> but what you can do is you can battle. You can have two people battling each other. What is that? It's actually like? a really what, fun what does that game. Look like I, sounds like you played. So it. I'm putting. I decide what balloons are coming to get your tower. Oh, okay. And, and you I decide put, what balloons are. Meanwhile, I have to set up my defense, and I can put my monkeys somewhere too. So they'll have like a lead balloon. You can't pop a lead balloon with a dart. You have to use some kind of fire. So you or have a bomb. certain number of lead balloons. Yeah, and it's like you have to prepare for the heavier balloons. There were the, you know, rainbow balloons. I think every time you hit them, if you don't, uh, or certain kinds of balloons get better after you hit them. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, it comes out a blue balloon. You hit it, it turns green. You hit it again, it turns blue. You hit it again, and it pops. Okay. And sometimes the balloon will heal over time if you don't keep hitting it right away. So you got, yeah, it, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's hard to explain. It's hard to make it sound fun, but it's fun. <laughs> anyway, what the heck were we talking about? Uh, oh, oh you got, E3. Yeah. The Stone Age, Stone Age Comet. Comet. They're calling it the Stone Age Comet because um, the last time it was near Earth was during the Stone Age. So this is a really, really long orbit comet. Right. And it's coming when? Uh, it's here. Oh, can you see it's, it? We've had clouds every damn night for the past two weeks in Cincinnati. Okay, but I didn't have... Where, which part of the sky is it in? Uh... Right now, it's probably north, um, probably pretty. You know what? Can you see the? Okay. Can you see the tail with the naked eye? I think you can. Ca I don't know. You're supposed not the tail, oh, but you the, should be able to see, see it with the naked eye. It's just that um, uh, the, the reason I'm asking all these questions is because last cloud. night at pretty early dusk. Yeah. Um, you know, the, there's Venus out in the western sky. <clears throat> okay. And then a little bit um, south and up higher in the sky from Venus, 
was this what I assume is a planet and it was green and I but it was it, no it's green it wasn't as bright as Venus but it was it was like surprisingly bright and I was going to ask you if you know what that that's was that's probably it okay so I probably did see it yeah okay it is green all right that uh, was it then it does have so here let so me, in, let me try in the early it. part of the evening western sky um l- little bit little bit to the south and higher up than Venus and then um so that means it's gonna it's setting so it's gonna set it's gonna disappear in the middle of the ah, night it's right next to Mars right now and it's in the western sky yeah so yeah. so it'll set and then in the um, yeah. morning it'll rise but it might be too too bright to see it by the time it rises in the morning right um, so anyway the name of it is e3 e3. That's what that is. Um, my grandson, we some of us have been calling him E3 because Wait, Eric, Eric, Eric the Eric. Third. Mm-hmm. Ah. And I'm thinking, could we make that jump and call him Comet? Call him, yeah. Or <laughs> Stone, Stone Age. Age because it's a Stone Age Comet. <laughs> or Sack. I don't know. Stone Age Comet. I'd like to see that turn into something. Call him Sack. <laughs> what? Stone Age Comet. Sack. S-A-C. F-A-C. S-A-C. Stone. Yeah. Oh, S-A-C. Yeah. Sack. 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 No, that sounds a little sack. That's like... No. <laughs> I do think Comet would be a pretty cool nickname. Hey, Comet. <laughs> uh, and his mom was the one who brought it up. Because uh-huh. she's like, oh, it's E3. E3. Because you guys have been calling me E3. <laughs> and she's been wanting to see it, but every dang night there's it's, clouds. Oh, okay, okay. And it's just, we can't get rid of the clouds in Cincinnati, and I don't know why. Yeah. Um, Chile, there's wildfires in Chile. Uh, 23 people have killed. 23 people have died so far. Wow. 8,000 hectares on fire. Mm-hmm. So... Bad, yeah, bad place. Um, let's see. I already talked about the stupid balloon. Uh, oh, okay. So it, I don't know why this just this always surprises me. South Korea uh, justice minister is sentenced to two years in prison because I guess. It was an abuse of power that he used to help his kids get into prestigious schools using fake credentials. Okay. I don't think... I think that's dumb. Why would... Why should you need fake credentials? If the school is willing to permit you in there, it just doesn't seem like a matter for the law. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember that actress got into that big thing? The scandal about here the, in America? Uh, having somebody else take the tests? Yeah, I don't know what it... No, it wasn't even that. She was just donating money and they... They they, they somehow got made her kids sure into that, that, Yeah, kids were, yeah that, And it was like, he, she shouldn't have gotten in. And I, I always thought, that's, that's, I thought that's it was dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. People attach too much importance to these schools when it blows up into that big of a story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two people are killed and three others are injured in an avalanche in Afghanistan. 
I didn't know Afghanistan had ever. I didn't know I they. Didn't I guess they have some they pretty have high mountains with snow and stuff. I didn't know we that. We had an avalanche story last week. I know, and also eight people in Austria and two others in Switzerland, all killed by a series of avalanches. Wow. There's a lot of avalanches this week. Yeah, avalanche uh, apocalypse or something. Yeah, a slide. Aside from the avalanche, this is even more scary. No, I don't think it's more scary. Landslides triggered by rain in uh, Peru, uh-huh. killing 36 people. Oh wow! My gosh! I don't know what's scarier, an avalanche or a landslide. I think avalanches are usually bigger. I, you know, they might be more violent. I thought. I mean, like a, a landslide, you can see, okay, if I get caught in that, I might die, but I might be able to get through it. But with an avalanche, it's like, dude, you're not, you're not going to make that's it. That's right. Yeah, that's what I think. There's no the way. Avalanches are, are like violent. They're just tons and tons and tons of snow coming down a mountain at you. You're not making it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Beyonce. Won a bunch of Grammys, whatever. Okay, this is... The Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church. Okay. I didn't know... Orthodox. But why are they saying Catholic Church? Oh, is is it maybe a true Catholic Church then? I don't know. But... Is it, is it like one of the eastern divisions of the that are in... Like one of the eastern right Catholic churches? It could be. But they are... They announced that they will begin using the revised Julian calendar on September 1st. The revised I Julian. tried to research What does that mean? They're going back to... Give, to like they're going back from the Gregorian calendar? No, um, or is the Gregorian calendar the revised Julian calendar, or are they talking about like how to locate the feast of Easter and stuff like that? A lot of uh, Eastern churches have started using the revised Julian calendar. But what does it mean to try to sync up better with the Gregorian calendar? Oh, okay. I think. Why don't they just use because I, I, I only had like 10 minutes to research it's like this. the whole rest of the world yeah and they're saying uh, the Greek Orthodox Church of Antioch Greek Orthodox Church of Alexandria those both use the revised Julian calendar already but is I guess that is different than the Greek uh, Ukrainian Catholic Greek Church. Catholic Church. It's wow. It's so Confusing. weird. It's just a different, and and I guess some of the the you know things like Easter and stuff are are different. Yeah, but I mean, um, does does their year scan the same as everybody else's? I mean, did, are they like? Yeah, it's just they do the leap years a little a bit. Little bit different. Okay, but it still works the way they do it. They do it. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. It's just caught me by surprise that anyone's even still talking about this. Mm -hmm. And I looked around to try to get more clarification for what does that actually mean? What is going to change for them? And I couldn't, 
I saw reporters reporting it, but it was obvious they didn't know the answers to the questions I had. Oh. And they were just, yeah. They were probably just writing whatever the church kind had of, yeah. written to them. Like a, 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 a memo uh, of some kind of press release. Yeah, or like a press release. They were just copying the press release. And it's like, I don't know. I, I really would. Isn't anybody like, like curious? Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, why didn't LifeSite News pick that yeah. up and just explain it a little bit? And I couldn't find anything. I hope by next week to be able to talk about oh, it. Oh, all right. So, uh, let's see. So, the House Committee is opening their first hearing on Thursday to, I guess that's tomorrow, to investigate the weaponization of the federal agencies. I don't, I mean, I don't really have a lot of hope there. Yeah, but, I mean, you know how that stuff goes. But uh, the guy, Jim Jordan, is the one leading it, mm-hmm. and I do like him. I don't, maybe it's just because he's from Ohio, but I feel a little bit better that he's involved. A little bit. <laughs> uh, FBI whistleblower releases documents showing that the the agency is surveilling radical Latin mass Catholics. So us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're a big, big threat. FBI is on us. FBI threat because we like the Latin mass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as Pope Francis was departing from Africa, he again called for an end to anti-sodomy laws. Oh my gosh, it's so terrible. I there's another one here. Uh, what was it? Pope Francis reiterates his beliefs that religions must unite in the service of brotherhood. What does that even That's mean? Just That's just some nonsense. I know. I get in, in what he's saying is that the purpose of religion is fraternity. That's wrong. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's not even, that's, that's even, I mean, as bad as the modern catechism is, even the modern catechism has a better explanation of religion than that. Yeah. It's so backwards. We've got, we've got such a bad Pope and uh, we, I don't know. We've already talked about it. Uh, DeSantis revokes Orlando. There's a, there's a, uh, venue in Orlando and DeSantis revoked their liquor license because they were uh, hosting an obscene drag show with children present. Good. So that's pretty Good cool. For him. You know, I, I'll get into this a little bit. There, there's. Have you heard the Red Rose Rescuers? No. Red they had a rescue Rose. mission and this was in 2022. Like pro-life rescue mission? Yeah. Okay. Uh, four people were arrested. I guess more than four were arrested. But four specific active activists mm-hmm. were sentenced to 45 days in jail. And $500 fine. Okay. They spent their time in jail, but they're not going to pay the $500 fine. Oh. And the, I guess... 
they were getting ready to, I think, I think they were going to get into trouble, but the lawyer made it a thing like, hey, if you want your money, you have to take us to civil court. Mm-hmm. So now the court is taking them to civil court, I think is what's going to happen. What city is this in? This is in Orlando, okay. I think. Uh, so like the, the local jurisdiction, the whatever... Wait a minute. Nasu, Nas, Nassau County District Court. Where is okay, that? so that's the court that's suing them in civil court for the fine. Um, Manhasset, New York. Okay. It's not in Orlando. It's in New York. Uh, I don't know Florida. why I said Orlando. There must be a word Orlando somewhere on this page that I saw. Uh, Ontario police arrest Josh Alexander. Remember Josh? I do. Um... So I guess he had been, remember last week, he had been suspended for the rest mm-hmm. of the year. From school. Yep. And he decided he's going to go to school anyway. He was arrested. Uh, he was probably just processed and let go. Oh, yeah. He's probably probably not still in jail. It's like one of those things where they have to arrest him because the school called and said he's pressing. Yeah, because and, the principal was yeah. saying, I don't want him here. And so they're like, all right. It used to be they arrested you if you were truant and not in school. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, so I guess Trudeau had that internet censorship bill, and it went back to the House after the Senate made some changes. Trudeau is saying that they're not going to accept those changes. So the internet censorship bill is probably not going to happen as quickly as everybody thought it would. This was a bill Canada to like. Back. Make it illegal to say certain things on the internet? What? I, I think so, but I don't understand how. How's that, how that does that work? Plays out. It's like, oh, you sent an email I mean, from somebody. Now you used the internet for illegal speech, and you ran afoul of our censorship bill. And yeah, are we going to get letters from Canada saying, "Hey, you're under arrest"? You guys are under arrest because your podcast aired in Canada. Yeah, you're welcome to it. Go ahead and try. Crazy. Uh. AP urges the use of anti-abortion instead of crisis pregnancy center. So, a center set up, the Associated Press is saying that when you're describing one of these clinic-type settings that are set up to try to help women out of abortion, Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to call them anti-abortion centers instead of... Because the presumption is not... The AP's official presumption is that a woman would not want to to somehow keep her baby. Right. They want to have abortion, and this this center is uh, trying to keep that from happening. You know, even leftist NPR, and and I I think they still do. I don't know. I know that uh, ten years ago. Even leftist NPR had a policy that they would refer to groups according to what that group wanted to be known as. So they would refer to pro-lifers as pro-lifers and pro-abortion as pro-choice and so forth. Yeah, well, they are anti-abortion counseling centers. (laughs) Well, okay. 
That's pathetic. But Whoa. whatever. I mean, it's like they're there specifically to help women yeah. who want to keep their babies. Even maybe convince women who don't want to keep their babies. But they're there to the, help. The women who do That's the, the big thing. Is they're there to help. Hey, you would like to keep your baby. Let's see how we can make this happen for you. Yeah. That's going to be illegal soon, I'll bet. Mm-hmm. In certain states. Uh, so, I guess it, there was a special case in Canada, in Montreal. There was a 30-week-old uh, baby, well, fetus, mm-hmm. that was uh, set up to be aborted. And I don't, I don't know, I don't quite understand how... Uh, a bunch of people got involved, but a whole bunch of people were praying for this case okay. and trying to keep it from happening. Um, I think it, it started when they said that the 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 staff was informed that the child needed to be injected with a substance so that it could be euthanized so that it didn't cry before being extracted from the mother. Oh. So you can imagine the yeah, staff members like, hearing this, and it's like, what? oh, I want nothing to do with yeah. this. Uh, but it, they lost. The, the baby is dead now. No. Uh, kind of being offered up as a martyr by Can- Canadian pro-lifers. Mm-hmm. It's a sad thing. The whole thing is... Yeah, is, but why did... That particular baby, I don't know why. Get the attention. I mean, with so many abortions happening every day, is is what I right. mean. I mean, not not that, not that each one. And of one course, the pro lifers are but, saying that that hey, this is one out of what you know, like five hundred a day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I don't know. But it, but it, it was a big deal for some reason. Um, that's all the news I got. Okay. Well, it just so happened that while you were talking, I grabbed a couple. I only had two. Okay. Okay. So first one is this, this kind of, I don't know, but in Boston, well, Massachusetts, um, there's a proposal to allow prisoners and I don't know whether this is like just nonviolent prisoners or or how they actually target people, but prisoners could like donate an organ and in exchange shave some time off their prison sentence. These like organs that they don't need to keep, like a like a kidney, like or, like bone marrow, uh, for example, bone marrow, yeah, like that, oh. like like oh wow, but. In exchange for prison time. Wow. It's like, okay. It, I don't know. May, may, maybe there's something to that. really weird. It, it is really weird. But, but think of it this. Okay. On the one hand, it's like, well, okay, if I can get by on one kidney, yeah, I'll, I'll, if I could shave some time off my sentence to give up one of my kidneys, I'll do that. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. But on the other hand, if, if the whole point of, of prison is to... Um, exercise a, a punitive um, can't think of the, of the word I'm trying to but like a, a terminus, an endpoint. it's like okay you, you've yeah. undergone this punishment the, you've reached the end point and now 
you're ready to integrate back into society. You've paid your debt. You return to, well, this idea of saying, okay, you know what? I'll give up a part of myself to help somebody. It seems to me that ought to be considered sort of in line with the whole purpose there. Yeah. You know, I, I could see an argument you're for right. this. But it also feels creepy somehow. <laughs> it, it feels very creepy. But the weird thing is they're not talking about... They're talking about any, between 60 days and a yeah, year. not more than a year's That's worth of reduction. It's not huge. So, like, if, if you're in for, for uh, you know, five years, yeah, that, that would be huge. If you're in for yeah. 30 years, it's like, oh, really? I, you know... One year, yeah. who cares? I guess, yeah. I guess it's not a matter of how long you're in. It's a matter of how close you are to being released. Like, if, if you're within a year of being released, it, it might be like, wait, I can give up an organ and get out now? So maybe something or like that. Or more often than not, how bad the crime was to begin with. Well, that could be too, yeah. You know, because, like, most of the guys who are in for murder aren't a year away mm-hmm. from getting out. Right. They're just, they're in. So... I don't know. So, yeah. I, I don't. I don't really know what I think about that. I don't, I, I don't know. I, it. 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 Uh, I dislike the whole uh, uh, organ donation system. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, Vicky worked at a hospital, and specifically an ICU. Um, she said it was absolutely uh, criminal mm-hmm. the way families were. Pushed into uh, organ, basically pulling uh, the plug and, and letting the organs yeah. go. Yeah, it, it was. Hey, we know your loved one like, is is laying here and still breathing, and and you know, but uh, hey, we have somebody waiting who could really use his liver. Yeah, or whatever. I don't. I don't know if the liver's a, a donatable organ or not. But you know, <laughs> and then what what bugs me is. And, and I'm not suggesting an answer to this, but what bugs me is that the hospital, the doctors, and all the companies involved are going to make hundreds of, of thousands of dollars yeah. off of this organ donation, and the family's not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, oh, like that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and, and of course again, they would say, well, for the family to, to make money would be a conflict of interest sure. for them, and so it would... It would encourage them to to yeah uh, it, well, well wait a minute that's exactly what the doctor's doing and what the hospital's yeah. doing anyway why do the doctors get to do it not the family so and and i think the answer is not oh let's figure out how to let the family uh benefit the answer is let's figure out a way to make it so that nobody benefits financially from organ transplant. right plants yeah let's make it a, that would be the best thing let's make it a cost center for hospitals that the benefit is that a person is living longer who then may use the hospital for you know because because the whole point yeah about about like original hospitals was that they were sort of ministries they they're you know the purpose was to heal and help people and they would charge Which brings us back to our original discussion. Just as much needed as to keep themselves in operation doing that. Well, if yeah. you say, hey, organ donation is such a um it's such a tricky thing. It's like right there on the edge of all kinds of ethical uh conflicts of interest and and 
in order to keep the temptations down, let's just do it in a way that nobody benefits financially from it. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know about, I think, I think our answer to organ donation problem is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, people were worried about as technology grew that we would have, you know, growing people for the sake of harvesting and clones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think there's an answer coming where we can make organs. Oh, like, uh, like, like three D printer printing. style. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that's coming. That- I hope it is anyway. Far from that. I mean, you know, because if if the if the print heads can be made to print, um, like cells, organic material, organic material, like like cell individual cells, and you have these these feeders of different kinds of cells, and and there there may be a real way to do that. That that would be really. uh, I know that they're they are printing certain things. I mean, it seems like I, I think at it first was like it would a heart be, valve or something. Well, okay, yeah, but but that that can be a mechanical thing. No, but there was it was organic. Oh, it was organic. They are printing organic okay. things. I can't remember what it was. I, I would though. think like some of the initial things would be like skin, like like you know for like a, a burn that could have been a it. burn graft or something like that. Yeah, that would be some of the early um, right uses. I don't know. I, I don't like it the way it is now. I know that. But, but yeah, you're right. I, I, we, yeah, we, we may be on an inflection where it's no longer an issue. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, my only other news point is, um, and I know that we both like goats, uh, in Portland, Oregon, I guess there was, um, you know, up in the north, I don't know why, but up in the northwest, it seems like it's kind of like a homeless mecca. All the homeless want to go there. In fact, there was one guy um, that I picked up. I was on my way to work in, um, oh gosh, this was, I think it was in Cincinnati when I lived there. And, and I, I saw this guy, um, I don't know, hitchhiking or something like that. And I picked mm-hmm. him up on my way to work and. You know, it was obvious that he didn't have anything, and I, you know, asked him where he's headed and stuff. He's, he was actually like headed to um, somewhere up in the northwest, I think. But um, I took him to McDonald's and bought him some breakfast and that kind of stuff. But aren't they cold? That's what I keep wondering. Why do you keep going up there? I mean, the Midwest is the is the nicest place. Yeah. You go a little bit south into like just south of Tennessee. Um, where it's like warm most of the time and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that those are the even places in, to like, live. Uh, Georgia or Alabama or Mississippi; those are all nice, warm places. But I, th- I think that I think the bad, problem but... is that the governments up there have a lot of programs for homeless people. There are, from what I understand, there are people like you. You get up, you're homeless. You get, you make your way up there, and then you can hook up with these people who practically make a living helping you figure out how to take advantage of all the programs they have up there for homeless people. Yeah. It's like that. You know, here's the thing. It was always the way I lived that when a guy was on the corner asking for money, 
I, I usually didn't give them money because I don't carry cash, mm-hmm. but I always give them something like yeah, a pack of cigarettes to, yeah, so, or something like that. Right. If, if he and, doesn't smoke them, he can trade them for something. Yeah. But something has happened in the past two or three years, and things have changed, and it's almost like it's a political thing anymore. And I, I've changed the way I do really? things because every dang corner has one. I also oh. found out that they run in shifts, and and it's almost like, like they're part of a ring, isn't it? Like like there's some yeah. kind of central organizer. I've noticed that. Yeah. In fact, I've noticed where, I, like I'll, you go into certain places, it's like, wait a minute, those last four homeless people I saw all had the same backpack. Yeah. Like that. It, there's there's stuff like that that goes on, and I don't trust it anymore. Right. And I also feel like I'm contributing to a political problem that leads to more homelessness. Mm-hmm. I don't now, know like, what to do. But about you would it. you would still uh, like feel differently like walking around say downtown in Cincinnati and the people who who are like leaning on the walls in some of the lesser traveled streets with with like yeah. a can sitting out or something, right? I mean that's that's different. Kind of Okay, downtown uh, at the church that I attend, mm-hmm. there was this guy who was obviously, I guess he was just retarded, but close to it anyway, and would come up and bum money, and he couldn't talk real good. Yeah. And every morning when I'd go to church, he'd be there, and uh, usually I didn't give him money. If I had cigarettes, I gave him cigarettes. Yeah. But suddenly... Uh, He stopped coming around, and two or three guys who were uh, rougher and obviously not not as much in physical need would come around, and they would say, hey, you got any money? And then they started giving people problems when they didn't give them money and started getting smart with them. And so the church had to just get rid of all all of the uh, panhandlers. Oh, uh-huh. Because they were starting to threaten people. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was... Um, I don't... I, I don't know what happened there. What happened to the original guy? After, like a week or two after all those other guys stopped coming around, I saw my old guy again. He'd come around and he would, he would start panhandling and they had a they had a, a security guard there, and he'd say, you, you need to be on your way. And I felt bad for the guy, because it's like, okay, this used to be his turf. It's, yeah, and, and then others started moving in, and him. now he's not even allowed there anymore. And it's, yeah. I I think something like that goes on. Everywhere. All, it, all over It's the place. almost like homelessness is becoming, I, I don't know, what. what It's like a mafia yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, like like coming under the the some kind of weird organization. <clears throat> okay. Right. Well, anyway, so I guess in Portland they were going to do a roundup of of homeless people in this encampment, and I, I'm not sure um, if the um, if this goat place was close to to the park where the homeless encampment was or what but 
Um, there's a um, this place that had these goats. There were like five of them, and the fence that that enclosed the goats area was cut, letting the goats get out. Um, oh. And the uh, one of the owners of this, I guess it's the Belmont Goats, uh, which is a nonprofit organization, found a note rolled up inside the fence. It said. In what reality is the comfort of five goats valued over the shelter of more than 15 people? <laughs> so it's time for the Belmont goats to enjoy a little walk in the park. And it was signed by some anarchists. <laughs> That's, uh... I don't know. Like I said, so it, I don't know if, if the park that the goats were let out into was the same park they were rounding up people from. I don't. I don't know exactly quite what the connection was but it it's like people are 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 kind of but these that's another thing is these, these homeless people who are now gathering in big shelters and and tent cities are so destructive and nasty and disgusting kind of like and it's not a poor thing it's kind of like american indians in a lot of cases but back then there was nobody around to care so that it was okay for them yeah. to live until it was intolerable then pack up everything and move to somewhere else but you know the, these these homeless tents now I don't know if this is one of those or if this is like like just like there's homeless jobless but in some of these places out west um, professionals like engineers live in tents in homeless encampments because yeah, housing is so expensive well, there again, yeah. that's why I think... Uh, Especially in, like, California. Why the heck are you out there? Come to the Midwest. Right. You can afford a house <laughs> here. I wouldn't just... I just wouldn't go and there. And people are nicer but to I, of course, I don't know. <laughs> it, we're getting closer to that being all over the place. Yeah. But, I mean, there was a tent city here in Cincinnati, but the, uh, I don't know who was responsible, but enough people... There was a lot of fighting over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, politically, but whoever won put a stop to it and said, "All right, this is enough. No more tents downtown. You guys are leaving. oh okay." And it's they're still homeless down there, but they're the way they used to be. As in, you know, if if, if you're sleeping in someone's doorway and that person comes home and says <clears throat> or goes to work that morning, they say you get, can they could tell you get, get out, the heck of here. out of here. Yeah, you're not you're not welcome here. And you have, you know, people sleeping in all the area, you know, under bridges and stuff like that. Right. But uh, we were starting to develop a serious problem, and most of it has been taken care of. So kudos to Cincinnati, but I don't know about these goats. I feel like uh, that's just vandalism. That's yeah. I don't, and I don't know whether the goats like. But they've all been, you know, they were all recovered and returned to their head, yeah. which I, th- I don't think, goats, you know, it's not like they bolt and wander real far anyway. They they get out in the hub. There's some, yeah, there's some more can, plants they, over here. Let me chew on that for a little while. They, yeah, you know, come here, come here. <laughs> you can catch them. But I'm looking at them. They all look like pygmies. Mm, okay, so the small ones. They're, they're, they're small anyway. They might not be pygmies, but, but they're, they look like They kind of look like goats. that, don't they? Um, and... So they weren't milk goats. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. 
I still don't know what the heck he used a pygmy goat for just, or why they exist. Just, <laughs> other than eating weeds and stuff like that. Or just to have there as, as I don't know, a pet or like something. Pet. Yeah. yeah, I know. But that's a... I don't know. You can't bring it inside. You can't, you know. I know. It, it's a... Uh, it's a weird mm-hmm. pet yeah, to have. Well, but we had one. I don't know. Yeah, why, but we had one just to keep company with the other. Yeah, with with the other, we which had, was a milk. And the other ended up getting developing some kind of weird brain disease. I don't yeah, know if it was it um, beat me up. Did, you know, I didn't know anything about this back then when we had her. But do you think that was like a goat version of mad cow disease? I, for some reason, I thought that it was something uh, that came from dehorning when she was too young. Oh, really? Or too okay. little. I never, I never heard that. I don't know us. why I thought that. Okay. I don't. Could be. But I, I know that every time I got in the fence, <laughs> that thing would attack me, and I was, I yeah, was, that, it was little it enough bad. where it hurt. Yeah. And it, and it would buck me over and over again, and I'd have to get out real quick. <laughs> but like one time. I climbed into the fence, unbeknownst to our parents, and I didn't realize it was. And it, I barely got out. Oh wow! I had a lot of trouble getting yeah. out because it kept knocking me over. It was mean. Well, the the pygmy that we had already had its horns. It was too yeah. late to to dehorn it. But well, that's <laughs> why a lot of you'll see a lot of pygmies with horns. Because some people will suggest they're too little to do that too. Oh, but they stay little. You know, they're always too little. Yeah. Okay. That. Okay. But the, but if you remember, she would get her horns because we had this this fence, but the fence had holes that were you know five by seven inches yeah. or whatever, and she would get put stuck. her head through, and then the horns would get stuck. And I don't know if you remember this, but Dad took the, you know, the, like the rubber baseballs and yeah, cut out the hole and then glued them to the horn. He glued giant balls to <laughs> so his head. So that she couldn't get her head through enough to get stuck on the fence. And everybody thought it was so that it would soften the blow. <laughs> she bucked you. Yeah, no, it had nothing to do with that. I remember that. Well, that's all the nonsense news I have anyway. <laughs> all right. Are we gonna? Are we gonna do? We a, are uh, gonna do a uh, trivia. Hold on, let me roll my die real quick, and it comes up three. Hold on, let me get the card. I'm gonna type in what color is three. I'm just curious right. what AI thinks the color three. <laughs> the number three does not have a color, as numbers are concepts used to represent quantities and do not have inherent. Physical characteristics like color. Yeah, well, that's pretty smart. It is pretty smart, but you know, tell that to somebody with synesthesia. Okay, three is objects and events, and the question is, what did Belshazzar see on the wall during the Great Feast? What did Belshazzar see on the, see wall, on the wall during the Great? Do you remember? Do you know what story it's referring to? No, I don't. This, this was, uh, I think, Daniel. How do you sell Belshazzar? B e l 
S-H-A-Z-Z-A-R. It could be Belshazzar. But this is, this is in the book of Daniel, I'm pretty sure. And it, okay. it the, 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 there were like strange words. I, I forget exactly what the words were. Like something Tekka, blah, blah, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and it was like a warning because, because remember during the feast, they were drinking out of the, uh, vessels that had been stolen from, um, the temple in Jerusalem. Israel. Yeah. Okay. I, I have no idea. I don't even know that story. Fingers of a human According hand. According to the book of Daniel. Yeah. Fingers of a human hand okay. writing on the plaster of the wall. Now I'm going to go to Daniel. I'm going to go to Daniel five, um, where I'm, I'm going to read you the AI's version. Oh, okay, go ahead. See if this matches. The king Belshazzar of Babylon saw a mysterious hand writing on the wall. The text of the writing is recorded as follows: Main, main, takeo, aparis. That's it. Yeah. And this message was interpreted as a prophecy of Belshazzar's impending downfall, and indeed, that very night he was killed and his kingdom was conquered by the Persians. But what do those words mean? Man, the vessels of gold and silver, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem. Okay, now I'll tell you in a minute. Because he went and he, he had Daniel brought, because he... he Put out a. He said, "Whoever reads this writing and shows me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple, have a chain of gold about his neck." So then Daniel came, um, and I'm finding the place where he interprets it. He answered the king, "Let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. Nevertheless, I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation." King Most High God. Gave Nebuchadnezzar your father kingship and greatness and glory and majesty. Remember, even though Nebuchadnezzar was not a good guy, yeah, uh, multiple times God refers to him as my servant Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, because of his greatness that he gave him, all peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him, whom he should, whom he before him. Whom he would, he slew, and whom he would, he kept alive. Whom he would, he raised up, and whom he would, he put down. So basically, Nebuchadnezzar was a very powerful king. When his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened so that he dealt proudly, he was deposed from his kingly throne and his glory was taken from him. He was driven from among men. His mind was made like that of a beast and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. He was fed grass like an ox. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven. Blah blah blah. Okay, you know the downfall of Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. Then from his presence, the hand was sent, and this writing was inscribed. And this is the writing that was inscribed: Mene, Mene, Tekel, and Parson. This is the interpretation uh, of the matter. Mene, God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. So that's what the writing meant. Yeah, and, that's what AI said it meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Okay. So, well, yeah. I didn't know any of that. I I don't know that story. So. Ah, okay. Well, you got to go read the book of Daniel. Yeah. But first, I'm going to look more into this uh, Ukrainian Catholic yeah, church find out about that. calendar. It's just weird that no one else is talking about or, it. Just, I mean, yeah. Or, I mean, just kind of explaining. Yeah, I know that maybe... I don't know, maybe these days we're supposed to know what all the calendars are, but nobody grows yeah, up learning that in school. We, I mean, we learn in school. If you asked us what calendar we follow, yeah, I wouldn't know. We, we we learn about leap year and how it works, and we learn that some months have 30 days and some have 31, and February has 28. That's about all we ever learn. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. All right. Well, uh, folks... Think about what we said, and as always... Go raw and circle the beads. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Okay, I don't have to stop.